Welcome to a hard rock edition of the Prog Report. My guest today is a guitarist and founder for a Canadian rock band called the Harem Scarum, long running band, uh, now in their 30th year, and they're releasing a brand new album called United on May 12th. Please welcome Pete Lesperance. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. This is cool. I got to tell you, I mean, I don't know if Prog Report and all that sort of gives it a different uh, skew, mostly progressive rock and, and right. you know, yes and all that kind of stuff. But right. I'm a huge fan of, of you guys. I have been for a really long time. So uh, very excited to finally uh, be able to talk to you and, and, you know, talk about the music and the history of the band and and uh, and all that kind of stuff. I looked it up and I can't believe it's been 30 years. Do you? ever look at that and just go where the hell did the time go yeah man like all the time it's uh it's a it's a weird thing but it's funny it's it's been like such a giant chunk of our lives that me and harry both we we joke about this all the time we tend to relate our whole like time time of life to what albums we were doing at sure, the time. Right. done so many so yeah it's pretty crazy man when you look back on it because we still feel i think for the most part you know kind of the same way we did when we started this whole thing and yeah it's been a long time it's hard to believe sometimes so i mean 14th studio album the new album united comes out may 12th i've been reading some reviews on the album uh i mean they've been pretty stellar have you followed up on that i mean people are calling it like your best album and and i know i know which is the first that's a first like that's really a first because our best album as far as i think everybody has been concerned up until now has been mood swings and that's the one that everybody wants us to do again every time and we definitely didn't do that so i'm uh i'm actually super stoked that everybody seems to be enjoying the new stuff i mean yeah it's you never know right we we have we have been we've run the gamut right from when we changed the name and everybody hated us and thought we were idiots and couldn't <laughs> believe what we did and that we threw away the rock and we're doing power pop and then we came back like you know right. we, we've done just about everything we can do to fuck our own careers <laughs> you know what i mean and somehow we've managed to survive it and uh yeah now we're totally excited and and jazzed to have people being as into it as they as they are on this one so it's going to be interesting to see when it comes out and where all of it, you know how it all plays out where uh, where everything ends up i mean i think the the main thing uh i mean it still sounds like a harem scarum album there's a few twists and turns musically i think which has been which is pretty cool to hear but the production sounds just massive it, what, what was different this time around that it, it sounds like the best recorded album that i think you guys have done for some reason yeah i think 100 percent it is and i would hope i hope, would hope it is because it was the most recent that we've done um yeah you know what we just we're just so in the zone i think with recording and with i mean it's constant right i'm sitting here constantly i'm in i'm in my studio this is where i am 24 hours a day harry does the same thing you know his ears are super fine-tuned but because he's been doing tons of mastering and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh i just think hopefully we're just the best we've ever been at this and hopefully every bit of it i hope you know i want to go back just a little bit and and talk about some of the older albums uh i mean i think the first album i heard was maybe voice of reason back when that came out and uh that was if if i can go that far almost the most progressive kind of metal album you guys did right i mean totally that wasn't received as well following mood swings was that how it kind of went down yeah, that's when we started screwing up our career. <laughs> but that's like, that's a great album. I think it's still, isn't it sort of among a sort, certain core of the fan base, one of their favorites? I think so, yeah. Um, 
I think the people that are more open to the more mo- it's, it's it's I think it's quite specific actually. A lot of the rock guys they just don't like the modern shit. They don't want it to sound like Alice in Chains. They want it to sound right. like whatever you know something from the 80s and frankly we've never much cared what people thought or you know i mean obviously we want them to like it i I don't i don't mean to be an asshole but like we do we make music because we love music right Right. not to ease a myriad of people that we've never met it's amazing when they like it and this is like the mood swings thing i've I've said to a lot of people before so you're not really a harem scarum fan you're a mood swings fan right and that's cool man i don't care if you like one song that i've ever written or none songs that i've ever you know what i mean it doesn't really it doesn't really phase us uh too much now that being said voice of reason is probably one of our favorite records that we've done right i mean i, I don't think we did it justice i don't think that um i don't think it sounds as good as it should have could have i mean literally up until a couple days ago me and harry are throwing around ideas for you know what could we re-record off that record we could do warming a frozen rose or we could do like something big and epic and make it sound like the new stuff you know what i mean i think the, we used to bury the vocals like we did seriously yeah. we just did like i feel like we almost went out of our way to ruin shit sometimes well i think it's still cool that you guys play the the title track live right that's been sort of there in all yeah. the live shows forever which is yeah which is great um quickly just the the rubber period talk me through the decision at that point they're actually that sort of seemed to make some sense to me as a fan like okay we want to try something different we're not going to call it harem scare we're going to call it something else was that as simple as that well, yes. Uh, the only thing that wasn't that simple was the motivation. And really the motivation was we had been in our in our heads, the music we were listening to, like that was really when the, the door shut on the rock stuff, like right. for me in, in a big way. You know what I mean? It was just like I was into power pop. I was into other other shit. And we really just wanted to follow our muse. And not only did we want to follow our muse, we actually believed we could be successful in North America, which we have never even had a release in or in uh, America at that point, right? Well, at any point, we've never had a release in the States, <laughs> other than Frontiers now. But um, yeah, so we, we just wanted to follow that muse. And just like you said, we thought, okay, well, but it was almost like not just the music is different, so let's call it something different. It was literally, we need to fool everybody. Like, we, we they can't know it's harem scarum. When, when Sunshine rolled across... Uh, you know the radio promo- uh, programmers' desks in Canada. If that had a hit, said if that had have said harem scarum on it, they never would have played it. Right. You know what I mean. And instead, we had a, a, a pretty decent sized top forty single with that. You know, and that was our seventh album. Right. The seven albums in. Nobody knows it's harem scarum, and we actually wanted to prove to ourselves that we could compete in the modern world with modern music. And we kind of proved it, and then Warner was kind of done with us at that point because that was the end of our deal. I don't think they really wanted to continue it. We didn't <laughs> continue it, so it was like, okay, yay, we had a nice single. Now you're done. You know, okay. so. <laughs> you know I've th- you know I've followed a lot of bands that uh, are past sort of that that peak period. You know, Def Leppard, Winger, you, all, all those bands, and you hear songs that come on on current albums, and you go, well, if this was labeled something another band name on it this would be on the radio so you sort of i I get the logic behind it and by sunshine is a great song i mean i i dug it um it's uh, a pop song if you're a harem scarum fan though i get why they were all just shaking their heads at that time what are you doing you know you can't Uh, blame (laughs) so here in the states and i don't know how it is in canada when you guys were starting out with mood swings and and having that initial success but Later on, here all the those bands from that era got you know the label of hair band, and 
sort of became a difficult thing for them to overcome. Did you guys deal with that also, for that label, or is that something that still sort of follows you guys, or is that not really a, a Canadian music Oh, God, thing? yeah. No, that totally, that totally has followed us our whole career, I'm right down to our horrific name. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Called the band Harem Scarum. There's a good idea. You know, like... <laughs> If we, you just be, could you just make it any more plain? And we were a hair band in, in a way. Like, I mean, we had long hair. And our first album right. was definitely more pop-oriented. It definitely lived more in the, you know, radio-friendly Bon Jovi stuff than right. it did, say, like on the second record or on Voice of Reason, heaven forbid. I mean, it's all, you know, we just, again, that's where we kind of veered off. And we just went, okay, we've done this now. It took us a long time. We wrote these songs. We got this album out. We're having some success and we were naive in a way like we just went yeah man we're just that was good people liked it let's just do the next one so we wrote mood swings knew it was completely different and knew it was taking a turn but then the nirvana thing came out and just yeah, like, yeah. but yes so to answer your question yeah we didn't have long hair by like the third album right we've done four 14 but people still think we're a hair band you know <laughs> because of because probably initially the kind of music we did in the very beginning i could see that they're pretty sappy love songs a lot of them and who's that production that heavy reverb drumming right that back, yeah. back then that 80s production i mean you guys always had a little bit of queen to me is that a band that you guys ever identified yourselves with absolutely yeah absolutely I mean, the, the background vocals how many layers or or is it just you and harry doing it how, how does oh no it's not me at all that? i don't i don't sing on the records anymore oh really yeah no the, the the backup vocals are handled by harry and darren and then guests we have just got sotos on this record right. pete newdeck is on this record um i hope i'm not forgetting anybody because i'm gonna feel like an ass if i did but uh yeah you know we gotta have a few guests but for the most part harry and darren go in and just start layering and yeah. yeah, I mean, Kip Winger told me once he, that some of the songs did had like a hundred layers of background vocals. Does it ever get that crazy? I would say that's maybe reasonable in the end, you know, like it'll start with when we're doing demos, maybe he'll throw on a few vocals and then that just builds from there. And then Darren comes over and then they do them together. So the thing is, usually when they're laying down a track, they're laying down both of their vocals at the same time. So each track has both of them. So you're basically getting two voices for every single right. time you double things and triple them, quad them. Yeah. yeah it gets pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty <laughs> crazy. What's the writing process now for you guys? Is it, um, or has it changed from, from back in the day? Maybe you guys used to write together and now you're writing, you know sending files or how does it work now yeah well that's pretty much that's pretty much exactly it i mean in the very beginning of harem scarum um on the first album i mean harry had a bunch of the songs written he this was his project in the beginning um i came on as a guitar player and it just quickly developed into our kind of sound our thing um but so when we really started the first album again it's it's kind of confusing we did some co-writing it was a bit of a mismatch i think that one but when we really honed in on the mood swings thing what that really was is me focusing in on the musical stuff coming up with hook riffs and intro lines like the parts underneath the vocals and then harry working on the melodies melodies for the choruses writing the choruses doing whatever and we've kind of morphed through all kinds of different ways like big bang theory i think we wrote that record and maybe it sounds like it <laughs> but we wrote that record in three days like three or four days me and harry sitting in a room like the, not everything but you know the, the seeds of the ideas um but now we are back to the uh, the original way we do things so harry's got harry has a bunch of melodic ideas he's got some chorus ideas he's got whatever i've got a bunch of musical ideas i start building up the tracks with you know 
intro verse pre-chorus chorus kind of thing and i send them all to harry once there's something to hear so he can get the gist of what i'm thinking and he starts slamming together what he has with that so right. we uh by the time we get to that point we'll get in the same room and sort of hash some things out fill in the, whatever gaps are left but yeah we definitely write very separately the last album, you, you had a little break. You've been sort of, guys go on and off. Yeah, maybe we're broken up, maybe we're not, back together. Yeah. You know, what was the decision to get back uh, and do this one? And, and where is the band now moving forward? Well, I mean, the, the, really, at the, at the end of the Hope record, which I think was 2008 or something, it was just, I was out. Like, I was done. I didn't want to play rock guitar anymore. I didn't, I didn't even like it. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, the ideas, I didn't. You know, it just wasn't fun, basically, is what it came down to. I love playing, but man, rock is the last, like hard rock is the last thing I wanted to do, right. you know. And uh, and then the Mood Swings thing came up. A friend of ours said, hey, you guys should reunite for the Mood Swings thing and do a show. And we were like, well, okay, we can do a show. And then the idea just developed and developed, turned into Mood Swings. And then we were like, oh, that was kind of fun, you know. We went out and did the tour thing. People still seem to give a shit, you know. We did like nine or ten shows in Europe, and it was fun, and... So we were kind of energized a little bit by that, I think. And I actually started writing some of the parts for uh, 13 when we were on the road. And it's cool because when you're out there and you're playing for people, you really get a sense of what's working for them. You know what I mean? Right. So you kind of feel yeah. a little more in touch with that. So I started coming up with a bunch of the riffs and stuff when we were out on the road for, for Mood Swings. So 13 happened. And after that, we kind of knew we were in again. People liked it. You know, our fan base, right? It's not, we're not, we're not trying to take over the world, right? We're just doing our thing. Harem Scarum re, uh, gets our focus in a way, but it's only part of what we do. You know what I mean? It's our, it's our focus as far as our own, whatever, art or whatever you want to call it. Right. But yeah, but uh, we kind of knew then we were just going to keep going. We made this record. When we started this one, we didn't even know if we were going to finish it because it was like, let's do this. The songs are good. If it's all flowing and feels good, we're going to keep making a record and we'll make it. And if it's not working out, we just won't do it. And we'll do it when we feel like it. If it's in two years, five years, or never again, you know, like it's, uh, we really, we really just kind of go with our gut that way. And, and do you, know. you, do you have a favorite album that's not mood swings from the, from the long career? The one or, or a few songs that aren't the, the ones that the fans always, always uh, go back to? It's so hard, you know, to, to judge your own stuff. I mean, really, what's a great song? A great song is a song that connects with people. So I've always kind of said my favorite songs are the fans' favorite songs for the most part. You know what I mean? And that generally kind of holds true. Everybody likes No Justice. Everybody likes Change Comes Around. I like those songs. They're okay. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to, I don't love my own music. I don't love anything about my own music. It's it's the process, you know what I mean, that I love. And creating and being part of that thing and playing guitar and so to say which songs are your favorites i do believe that this is our best album i, I think i said I, that on the I, last I, one it's <laughs> always hard yeah like it's always hard to tell but i mean from from the beginning when you start listening to it you're like yeah that song's great that song's great that song's great yeah look i'm it's great great to have uh, the band back uh, awesome thanks um, man well it's great to be back we're really enjoying uh we're really enjoying the work and we're really enjoying you know, interacting with the uh, with the people that still like us, so it's Very great. Cool, man. All right, well, listen. Let's give my regards to Harry and the rest of the band, and uh, you know, hopefully, I get we'll to see do, you guys man. live one day. Come to the states one day. Oh, so. well, let's let's hope. Well, we're funny enough. We actually, and I think I'm supposed to mention this too. We have actually gone to radio with Bite the Bullet. Okay. Yeah. Great. In time. America. Cool. All right. So it's we've had we have our first ad at 
I don't know what the name of the station is. Our, our tracker was telling me yesterday it said a, whatever it means, a, a billboard indicator station. I don't know what that okay. means. But regardless, we have our first American ad right. in our history as of yesterday. <laughs> is it really so, ever? That's amazing. Ever. We've never, like, a legit ad, like a radio station that said, we're going to put this in rotation and play. We've ne we've never had it in America. Wow, we've that's never had anything to me. That is amazing. Yeah, uh, well, we always thought, you know, there's a lot of people there, and not everyone's going to like it, but some of them would. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was you know what? I just saw uh, real quick, uh, you know the band Big Wreck also? Yeah, of course. The, right? Yeah. So another band that I love and uh, hadn't seen them in forever, and they played a show in New York. I think it was the first time they'd been in New York in 20 years. It was a few months ago. Wow. And I went, and it's a nice size club, maybe, I don't know, maybe a 500 people to a 1,000 people club or something. Slammed. And they walked out, and you could tell, like, they were like, wow, we had no idea anyone in America still even gave a shit. Like, they yeah. were blown away. So that was pretty cool. So maybe, you know, maybe something happens. You never know. You never, never say never. Right. We say mostly never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, man. All right, dude. Great you. talking to you, man. Thanks you so much for the interview. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. You too. Thanks to Pete for the interview. We're going to close with a track off the new United album. This is Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. For more upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes. Thanks. Thanks.